Welcome to the Your Lender Buddy podcast. This podcast is designed to empower real estate professionals with industry knowledge that they need to succeed. Without further ado, I'll pass it on to Jordan Keck for today's episode. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Jordan Keck, Your Lender Buddy. This is going to be a big one today. We're diving in something you're going to want to take notes on, re-listen to this, pass it along to a friend, to your team. This is super important right now. So let's dive into it. We've got the impending recession. Your clients are terrified. There's a shift in the market, right? We all know this. We all see this. We're all feeling it. And here are the facts. Experts agree that there is an impending recession. You see CEOs coming out talking about concerns of financial hurricanes and having a very bad feeling about the economy. You've got the last recession that we had, which devastated not only the housing market, but the economy as a whole. People who had their life savings in retirement, in the stock market, in housing, just gone, not able to retire at all. You've got real estate values at an all-time high right now, and interest rates skyrocketing over 3% higher in a matter of six months. We have another half of the year left for us, and this is pushing affordability very, very low. You've got inflation at the highest that it's been in over 40 years, all of this coming right at the same time, right? Your clients are feeling this. You're feeling this. There's a shift in this market, and people are scared. But the interesting thing about it is all of that, those are facts, but they're not the interpretation of the facts. You see, what creates fear is the interpretation of what you are aware of. So even in the wording for the way that I read off those things, there's an implication there that is bad. So your mind usually interprets those things as, this is dangerous. This is bad for me. But I never said that you were going bankrupt. I never said that you were going to lose money, that your house was going to go down in value. I brought up things that are currently happening in the economy. I brought up things that have happened in the past. But I didn't say anything about what is going to happen right now. And that subtle little shift is because of what happens in your brain when you're afraid. See, the prefrontal cortex, the front portion of your brain, is responsible for logical decision-making. This is what you use for most of the decisions you make throughout the day when you're calm, you're cool, collected. There's low-pressure decisions. What happens when you're afraid is that part of your brain shuts down and you get taken over by the amygdala, which is the fear center of your brain, and it's the survival portion of your brain. It operates very quickly and it will completely hijack the logical decision-making abilities of the other part of your brain. So when you're afraid, what the amygdala is looking for is any potential sign of danger. When there's danger, avoid it. The problem though, is your brain doesn't know the difference between the type of danger that you could potentially die from and the type of danger of going into a meeting you're not prepared for and being called on and being put on the spot. That public embarrassment and I'm about to fall off a cliff and die, your brain interprets those the same way. There's just, there's not a ranking the scale of different types of fear. So your brain essentially puts everything into, I need to avoid death at all costs. And if I'm afraid, this might mean death. So when your clients are hearing this information on the media, which by the way, is not a community benefit organization, you know, the media, they make their money from selling advertisements and guess what sells really well? fear. All of the algorithms for social media, they are based around 
fear. What's going to create frustration or fear or anger? Because those are the posts that get the most engagement. So when your brain is hearing all this, when your clients are hearing all of these things, they're making these interpretations about what they're going to mean for them. They're saying to themselves, I need to be safe. I need to be conservative. I should not make any investments. Real estate's risky right now. The stock market's risky right now. That's a bad idea. Risk to your brain means death. So when you look at it from that perspective, you can't logic your way out of fear because the logic portion of your brain shuts down. So we're going to be talking about how to how hijack that, how to stop that. You see, when fear is an avoidance mentality, it doesn't matter how logical something can sound. Right? You can have the best investment in the world, but if you don't, if you're not, a, if you're afraid of it at the time, it doesn't matter how good it sounds. You're going to say, you know, it might sound fantastic, but if there's any risk at all, if I'm afraid that there's a risk that I could completely lose everything, I'm not going to do it. So we have to, with our clients, rather than just providing the logic, we have to interrupt the pattern of thinking, literally called a pattern interrupt. There are a few ways to do this. Now you can interrupt that pattern with emotion, positive or negative, because emotion is going to get past that logic portion of the brain into the amygdala. So you can use a positive emotion or you can use a negative emotion. Media, as we just talked about, big proponent of using negative emotions, right? They're trying to scare people. If you look at the positive side, it usually has to be a much stronger emotion on that one. So you can also combine it with doing something novel or unexpected or having something unexpected. You think of most clickbait titles or videos, they're going to have some kind of novelty or curiosity. Curiosity is another one as well, where you get people to look into something or think about something they haven't before. Another way of doing pattern interrupt is something that catches you off guard entirely. If I suddenly asked you, do you smell popcorn? You have to stop and think about it because you, never, you weren't thinking about if you ever smelled popcorn before. But now that you are, you completely stop anything else that you were doing because it was an unexpected question. And you have to consider, do I smell popcorn? Why do I smell popcorn? So as, as random and kind of funny as that example is, that's the idea of getting around the fear. Because if you stop and you're thinking about, do I smell popcorn, you're not afraid in that moment. And it gets you the opportunity to grab somebody's attention. Another component of that is feeling understood. So if you're trying to talk with a client or talk with somebody about what's going on in the market, you have all the data, all the facts to back it up, show that this is still a great time to buy. In fact, it might be a better time to buy than it's been in the last five years. Even that statement can be a bit surprising and can be a pattern interrupt for them, but you have to get their attention first. And one of those ways as well is to help them feel understood. Because think about this example. If you go to a car lot, you're looking to buy a car, you have somebody come up to you and ask you what you're looking for, and you ask what color, what kind of a price range, you tell them what you're looking for and you're pretty specific. You know, you have a pretty good idea. You're looking for one or two different models of cars in a very specific color. Now, if they brush you off, you can tell that they're really not listening to you and the first three cars they show you have nothing in common with what you told them. You see, you're not gonna listen to that salesman anymore because they're not paying attention. They don't understand what you're looking for, so you're wasting your time. You know they're trying to sell you something. Now, change that. Let's say in that same situation, salesperson comes up to you, you say what you're looking for, salesperson goes, you know, 
We don't have anything quite like that. It sounds like you're looking for this kind of a model, this kind of a make, these are the things that are important to you. Like, does that, does that sound about right? Do I have that correct? You go, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what I'm looking for. They take you to a car. They say, you know, this isn't quite, quite what you said you were looking for. Uh, these pieces are a little bit different here. Is this close enough to what you're looking for? Or, you know, or do you, are you pretty strict on, on that criteria? That salesperson in that example is really trying to understand. And when you feel understood, you're going to give trust. You're going to listen in return. You're going to give your attention because they've earned it. People want to be understood because being understood is being heard. And people want to feel heard because being heard makes them feel important. So you can try and give all the best data in the world, but if you aren't showing your clients that you understand their concerns and where they are, doesn't gonna, it's not going to matter. So you have to understand them first. So pattern interrupt, really? You think you're, the market's going to crash right now? Interesting. Well, I, I'm actually looking at the data I see on my side, and I think it might be one of the best times in the market in the last five years for buyers. Right? A little pattern interrupt. You say, if you don't mind me asking, can we look into why you're concerned and see if we can't see if I can't get a good understanding of where you're coming from? And see, you're not trying to change their perspective. You're just trying to understand. So you've interrupted the pattern. You're going to understand. And the next one, once you have their attention, you can begin to paint a new reality or paint a new interpretation of the facts and the data. You can use the three Ps. First one is to pause. Next is to paint. And third one is to present. So you're going to pause their old interpretation. You're going to paint a new picture of a potential reality. And then you're going to present the data to back it up. So as a pause in that example we just talked about, right? Pattern interrupt, pauses. You can use questions, understanding, things like that. You can paint a new picture of a potential reality. Use emotion. What if statements? Well, what if there was a situation? You know, what if right now actually was a perfect time to buy? If I could show you that it's actually more advantageous to buy now than it has been and renting is actually a pretty horrible idea, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't, is that something that may interest you? Would you mind if we have a conversation about that? And then once you present the data, that's when you can start talking about the average amount for rent increases. You can talk about what supply and demand looks like and supports the idea that home prices aren't going to go down. The idea that in the recession, interest rates usually drop and you can refinance to a lower payment. You can present all of that data now that those other pieces are in place. Most people start at this last step. Most people try and present the data first, but it's not convincing because you don't have their attention. You haven't interrupted the pattern and you're presenting logic against fear. There's just simply not a way that that gets through. So the final piece on all this, once you have all those steps in place, is you want to have a very clear next step, a very clear call to action. So you want to tie it all down. You don't give the people the opportunity to decide what they do next. That's your job as a professional. So when you're looking at it, you want to have very clear steps. For me, whenever I'm talking with clients, I'll give you my example. I say, well, next steps from here are we are going to have you get pre-approved. And what that looks like is I'll send you an email. I'll ask for these documents from you. And then I'll have you fill out an application as well. When you fill out that application, it'll give you the opportunity to upload the documents you need. And then once that happens, typically just takes me a day, maybe two days to review, can get back to you and let you know what your options are. So I'm painting the picture very clearly of what's going to happen next. 
And then after that, I say, what's the best email for you? And I can get this over to you within the next couple of minutes. So you notice at that point, I'm not asking them if they want to get pre-approved. I'm assuming that they do. We're having a conversation, right? Nobody's going to call you just on a whim saying, no, I have no intention of buying at all, but I still call you. You're assuming that they're interested. And at that point, if I ever have a client that says, you know what, I'm going to hold off right now. I need to talk about it. Say, that's, that's fine. No problem at all. No pressure. How about this? I can go ahead and send you that email, let you have some time to think about it. So when you're ready, you've already got it. You don't have to reach back out to me, I'm trying to make it as convenient as possible for them. Nobody has ever said no to that. And then the next piece is I set the expectations. Great. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to send this over to you. It's on its way right now. If you don't see it, double check spam or junk. And if I don't see anything from you, I'll check in with you next week just to make sure that I'm on top of it and I'm providing the best service possible. I know those next steps. The client doesn't have to decide. They don't have to ask me, well, so what do I do from here? You know, it's an awkward space if you don't know what to do. It's like you're leaving your client standing in an empty room trying to figure out where to go next. So think about it ahead of time. Go through these steps. Come up with those pattern interrupts. Come up with the questions. You likely already have the data to present. And then the next steps. Lead your clients through this masterfully. Make it easy for them to buy. Present this information in a powerful way. Because this is more important than ever before right now. With this market shift, your clients getting caught up in that fear are relying on you to be a professional, to present the information in a way that makes sense, that gets past that fear, and help them get into an opportunity that could change their life and the lives of their families for generations. Homeownership is one of, if not the best way of creating wealth in this country. Over a quarter million dollar difference in net worth between the average renter and homeowner, and by not helping these people get into homes because of fear, they're missing out on massive opportunities. So again, you are more important now than ever before. Get Become an expert on this stuff. It is huge. You're going to have those families look back years from now and thank you for helping them get past their fear and make a great investment in themselves. Thank you so much for listening to this. Make sure that you subscribe to keep up to date for more great content as we come out with it. Share it with your team and make sure that you pass it along again because it's so important right now that we elevate real estate together. See you next time. This podcast has been brought to you by Jordan Keck, NMLS number 1017341, branch manager at Advantage Mortgage Incorporated, 5955 Shoreview Lane, North Suite 200, Kaiser, Oregon 97303, company NMLS 1770599, equal housing lender. Jordan Keck is licensed in Oregon, Arizona, California, Colorado, Idaho, Montana, Texas, and Washington. Until next time, thanks again for listening.